This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. So I, uh, I got this paperwork here, Rick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you've requested 17 sick days this year. <laughs> yeah. let, let me tell uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, let, let, you know, we're, we're not running a shoddy organization here. You know, yeah. we're all hands on. You still got to work. Yeah. What, what happened, yeah. Rick? Well, you know, I went to Europe. Mm. I yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a nice vacation. So these are 17 yeah. sick days in addition to your 48 vacation days that you yeah. ended up taking. Yeah, and that's it. There's no story. Yeah. I just went to Europe and came back and yeah. everything was fine. It wasn't fine. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. mm-hmm. So then what is this kind of purpley hand you got here in well, the okay. swelly arm? All right. There might have been a slight incident mm-hmm. um, around day five or day six of my vacation. I was riding a bike. Okay, mountain bike. That's but there's no way you would ever. <laughs> this is fake news. You would never get on a bike. No, it's true. It was a six-hour bike tour yeah. through Interlaken, Switzerland, and we went to Lauterbrunnen and Stechelberg. I bet it was gorgeous, and, and it was just spectacular. It was beautiful. Um, and around the five-hour and fifty-six-minute mark of, of a six-hour of tour. a six-hour so tour, you four minutes left. Okay, uh, we stopped and got an ice cream cone. Okay. What kind? Um, uh, a strawberry. Was it good? It was delicious. Okay. In. With a cone or with a cone. cone, okay, yeah, safety cone or the the sugar cone, the the sugar cone, okay. And then they said, um, "All right, let's. We just have to go under that bridge over there, and just on the other side is where we turn in the bikes." Okay. Well, I didn't hear him say, um, "And the bridge is kind of low, so you need to duck." Okay. okay, all right. But I discovered that as I was heading right at the bridge, going, I wasn't going that fast, okay. but fast enough yeah, sure and i so i ducked at the last second so i didn't smash my head yeah. in so doing i i turned my bike just a a smidgen to yeah. the left hit, hit the curb and went flying off the bike into a jagged stone wall yeah. and uh and nothing happened you got up and everything was fine right yeah i got up and i felt like my arm was not attached to my body in fact um, and you say you exclaimed that's that, what i you? said yeah. yeah but i it turns out i really badly broke my shoulder um my bicep uh, the humerus bone yeah. which is not funny which is not funny yeah, yeah. as it turns out yeah, yeah. and then uh we were stuck in switzerland and so we were in the middle of nowhere in switzerland and we had to we didn't have a car or anything so we had to walk uh, about a mile, holding a badly broken arm, yeah. and then I had to take two trains to get to Zurich, uh, which is where our plane was. And then I had to take two planes from uh, Zurich to Chicago, um, and here I am. So you know what is when you talk, told me about this, um, and as I conferred with your doctors. Um, <laughs> I always was under the impression that Switzerland, you were in Switzerland. Yeah. Socialized medicine, that it would be like 12 bucks. Well, it turns out it's the only country in Europe that does not have socialized medicine. Mm-hmm. We had to pick the one. It's it's neutral Switzerland. It's, uh, you know, yeah. they told me I could have had the surgery there. I mean, I went in an ambulance and everything. Um, went to the hospital. They gave me some stuff to hold my arm against my body. Mm-hmm. And they said they could do the surgery right away uh, to put a pin in because it's cut I mean broken right Right. through Um, and they said that would only cost $40,000 so I came back to America where it's going to probably be $120,000 but at least that's got insurance right and it's going to cost you (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, well you know when you think about 40 grand 
for yeah. a broken arm when my psychosomatic colonoscopy heart attack yeah was like 35 grand I that's know. actually not a bad deal yeah i guess uh, so i uh, guess so uh, well, you look great. Well, uh, thank you. I've got a shirt with two sleeves, okay, which is a giant step, because oh. I could not put this arm into a. I, I don't want to show you. It's pretty gross. I hope my whole arm is black and blue. Would it have killed you to shave? Uh, I tried to shave. Are you going to be able to shave? <laughs> I don't know. Really? <laughs> and right now, I'm. I usually hold my microphone. Right. So this is, uh, I'm going up way above and beyond the call here. And for our listeners, our long-time listeners yeah. know you're not very adept at the exactly. whole production part of it anyway, so this is going to be very interesting, and I am going to be very compassionate. What if it turns out that I'm like perfect. super great right. at it now? Right. Right. All I needed was that focus. Right. When yeah. the sour cream goes sour, <laughs> what happens? It becomes good cream. You know what else I discovered? Yeah. My whole life I've been a left-handed wiper. Wiper? Wiper. Okay. Yeah. And I can't now because my right, left right. arm is shot. Yeah. Um, so I switched over to right-handed. Is it? A- it's like a million times better. Like, why didn't I think <laughs> you of this? You had 60 thing? years of... Le- I had 60 years doing it the wrong way. So you so you are a right-hand... How did I'm you right-handed. Ever- I don't know. I don't know how that happened. But now I'm I'm right-handed wiping, and I'm, I'm like, like a, the, I'm like the king of wiping. Hashtag like, blessing in disguise. I'm like the best wiper there ever was. <laughs> Woo! Look at that. <laughs> uh, just watch my YouTube video about mm-hmm. it. It's pretty good. All right, we have a show to do, and let's see if we can do it. And, and there's the first. <laughs> there's the first glitch. So as it turns out, yeah. it yeah. does not focus. <laughs> Hey, how many Oxycontin I got? <laughs> the following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Yeah, let's talk painkillers. What'd they give you? Yeah. Uh, so I have a nerve, uh, a nerve painkiller. Okay. There's some sort of a nerve thing. And that's really what's wrong with my arm. I It had some nerve damage, so I have no use of my left arm and it's possible that i won't be there for months it's going to be months and it might not come back 100 percent at all just to be serious for a second Hmm. but uh they are optimistic oh so i I have some nerve medicine i have some uh pain medicine um i got some oxycodone yeah tell me about that (laughs) what's that like i tell you it puts you right to sleep yeah and actually i had one there's no concerns with using as much of this as you want to by the way i'm uh I had one this morning, so for breakfast, yeah, okay, because uh, uh, sleeping is difficult. But when I woke up, I took a uh, oxycodone and it fell right back asleep again, so it okay. knocks you right out. Do you have any extra ones? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, a little, little something, something. Uh, well, thank you for doing the show, and let's see how it goes. All right, right? Uh, so far so good. <coughs> excuse. Well, enough about you. I got a cold still. Yeah. You know, the last time. And I appreciate, while, just for the listener's sake, uh, while I was in the hospital having surgery and everything, Mm -hmm. Dave was calling my voicemail to give me full updates on his uh, congestion. Yes, right. Well, oh, so I'm the bad guy to keep you abreast of my sinus. Yeah, no, no. Uh, That's not great. All right. Well, this story, Rick, comes out of Indiana. And the older I get, Rick, uh, the more I consider Indiana is basically just Florida with crappy weather. (laughs) Right? Yeah, exactly. Headline, Indiana woman admits to mistakenly stabbing baby niece instead of dog that ate her sandwich. Okay. There's a lot to unpack unpack there. Uh Indiana woman stabbing a baby. Right. Not a feel-good story. Wanted to stab the dog, evidently, because he ate her sandwich. 
Who hasn't had that happen? An Indianapolis woman is accused of stabbing a baby inside a hotel uh, while attempting to stab a dog for eating her Burger King chicken sandwich. Now, well, it's you, not even a Chick-fil-A, you know. <laughs> I don't know, though. I, I, I was bad. thinking it was like a turkey sandwich or something. You didn't mention it was a burger. <laughs> it was cake. a professional yeah. sandwich. Uh, um, the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department responded to a report of a stabbing. A stab- <laughs> professional sandwich. <laughs> stabbing shortly before 11 p.m. Tuesday at a Days Inn in the city's Castleton neighborhood. IMPD said they found a one-year-old girl stabbed in the neck. A short time later, police found the suspect hiding near a bush outside the hotel. Okay, we are not monsters. Yeah. The kid's going to be fine. Right. Okay, if the kid was going to be permanently... Right. Yeah, we would not be doing this story. Definitely. But everything's fine. (laughs) The family's fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) According to police reports, Sharon Key tearfully said the stabbing was an accident. Police said Key told them that the family went to Burger King to pick up food and then returned to the hotel like people do. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, but she claimed her pit bull ate her chicken sandwich, um, so she got pissed and chased the dog around the room with a knife. Everybody does that, right? <laughs> yeah, that pit bull could have turned around and just, just eaten her alive. Like a chicken sandwich. Yeah. When the dog jumped on the bed where the child was lying down, Key said she tried to stab the dog, but missed and stabbed her niece by mistake. Oh. You know? Uh, after the stabbing, and this is what it gets, the child's mother, who is also in the hotel room, quickly called 911. Here is a um, quote from Tracy Griffin, who is the baby's grandfather. It's stupid, and at the same time, she's a grown-up. She should have known that baby was sitting right there. I want the book thrown to her. The dog is like 90 pounds and huge, and the baby is really small. How did she miss so badly? <laughs> Oh my god. So doesn't it sound like the grandfather is more pissed at her stabbing skills than the fact that the kid was stabbed? Right. Yeah. Take another shot at that pit bull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Come on, no, no, no. Use the different you know yeah. right over left technique. How many times have I told you how to stab? So um there you go. A lot of things here. Chicken sandwich, Burger King. Now I like the when you go to a Burger King get a chicken sandwich, are you going to the grill or you're going to you know, the, the original. Between you and me, I don't yeah. think I've ever had a chicken sandwich at Burger I, King. I love the original Burger yeah. King chicken sandwich. Nice I don't think breaded. I've had one. I used to get that all the time. In Champagne, they were like 90 cents. <laughs> they were awesome. And then they get you like tomatoes and lettuce on it and mayonnaise. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's right. I'm not a Chick-fil-A fan, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not either. You know, I'm not and either. it's nothing to do with political. No, it's it was, just, you know, had it's one. not that great. It's fine. Yeah. The, you know, too damn friendly. A couple yeah. years ago, when that there was that controversy about uh, um, Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich, they were running out of it all over the country. Okay, and yeah, that's pretty good. The the spicy chicken. I did buddy. try that one. That's pretty good. All right, I have a story for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and this happened right here in Chicago. Oh. Nearly a thousand birds struck a building in Chicago and dropped dead during their migration route last week. Now, this is something that uh, happens a lot. If you're downtown, you'll find dead birds mm-hmm. everywhere because you birds are stupid and they yeah, right. fly into windows. Right. Um, but this is a a much bigger number, a stunning number of bird deaths against a single building in one day. On Thursday morning, the bodies of birds uh, littered the ground around the glass-covered McCormick Place. Okay. Which Which isn't even that tall. No. It's the largest convention center in North America, but it is covered with glass. I mean, it's a glass building. Um, Wednesday night into Thursday morning, 
brought the perfect storm for bird strikes. Thousands were migrating through the Chicago area, combating a brisk wind, cloudy skies, and the glassy exterior mm. of McCormick Place, which sits along the Chicago lakefront, an ideal resting place for birds. Yeah. Um, it's in all the brochures. Yeah. It's in. <laughs> Photos. Yes. Yeah. But that night, the, the building's lights were left on for an event, and apparently, I didn't birds, know this, birds get really disoriented by light. light? Oh. So, but that's really the and cause And Oxycontin. Of and, th- and really, the sad thing is, I'm skipping by that Oxycontin. <laughs> um, and you being Kemper and the bird, your history, your family. Exactly. Bird. And having just flown into a wall myself. Right. And with a broken wing now. And a broken uh, wall. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, lots of layers <laughs> there. <laughs> um, these, are, these were mostly warblers, woodcocks, and sapsuckers. Okay. That, uh, that died. Yeah. I, I was called that all at one time in high school. <laughs> you warbler. Did I ever tell you? Probably. My bird in the basement story? No. Okay. But then, I can, then I'll tell you the squirrel in the attic story. Okay. Well, it's similar. Okay. Uh, um, I, have, I do know your squirrel in the attic okay. story. So th- this is when I was a senior in high school, living at my mom's right. yeah, in Mount Prospect. In the ba- were you in the basement then? I was in the basement. Okay. And so your life the, really didn't mm-hmm. change much from high school to... Early, mid to fairly late adulthood. Let's just say that even while I was lying there on the ground with a broken arm, I thought, you know what? I had a pretty good run. <laughs> I had a pretty good run. <laughs> the basement years were yeah, not so the bad. The basement years <laughs> were. Those were good years. So anyway, I'm in the the basement, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, this black bird flies by me. Okay. And now in, in the basement. In the basement, right. Yeah. So I'm thinking. Were you reading the Starsky and Hutch book? What were you? What were you doing? I, the, it, well, no, I was watching TV. Okay. Probably Starsky and uh, Hutch, perhaps. Probably uh, Jeopardy okay. or something like okay. that. Um, but I don't know um, how that bird got in there because it's a it's basement. A house. It's a house, right? And there are no windows, hmm. so there's just blocked glass, right? So how the hell mm-hmm. does the bird get into the basement? So uh, I've you know like you investigated. Any, yeah. Like any explorer, manly man. Explorer. I yeah. ran up to my mommy <laughs> and I said, there's a bird in the basement. And she's like, there's no bird in the well, basement. Okay, like, no, she's not, not, no, that cannot be. Yeah. So I said, no, let's go. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And we went downstairs. And, and as soon as I opened the door, this bird came flying uh, right at us. <laughs> so... Um, my mom and I, we yeah. started doing like a, like a plan, yeah. all right? Because she's as tough as like I Scooby am. Like Scooby-Doo plan? Yeah. Kind of like a... <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. I said, let's open the garage because yeah. my mom's house is attached as an attached garage. Yeah. And the the basement, she could fly, the bird could fly right into so the garage. So she, you're already gender, you're, is, uh, okay. I'm very uh, gender... Uh, <laughs> Fluid? Yes. Yeah, what a- now, we, so we open the garage door, yeah. right? The bird flies into the garage. Yeah. Uh, with a whole wide open garage yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. And there's also uh, this much space. I'm holding my fingers about, uh, you know, four inches no, apart. That's like 14 inches. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that much space between the top of the garage door and the ceiling. And, and, and this, and mo- she, this and she, stupid bird. <laughs> this Mensa bird. <laughs> flew yeah. and kept flying into that one area yeah, yeah, over yeah. and over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's. Bird. So we found out how the bird got in there. You want to hear that? That's, sure. That's the mystery. Apparently, it uh, was on the chimney. Okay. And passed out because of... Smoke? You know, no, in, yeah, some sort of... Fumes. Uh, fumes. 
Oxycontin. Yeah. <laughs> and was like lying on the floor in the basement. And wakes up and goes. And wakes up and goes. What the hell? Yeah. Where am I? Because it happened again about five years later. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, do you want to hear? I've told you the squirrels in the attic story, right? Sure. Um, this has got, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. We had a squirrel in our walls. Somehow, you know, right. we have an old house. And there's got, you know, there's squirrels could probably, you know, shrink to, you know, how they kind of, yeah, I don't know, like mice and squirrel, whatever. And he got into the, and I'm going to say, hey, he. Okay. okay. Um, he got into the house and ran, it was running up and down our walls. I mean, you could hear him. We'd be in the living room and you'd hear, you know, that's a squirrel, right? So eventually he stopped. Eventually he found his way into the attic. Okay. So I go up there. And I hear him in the attic and I go up there and you know, we have one of those. Have you been ever been to our attic? Yeah. 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 So we have one of those, you know, creaky floor doors, you know, you know, you open up, right? So I open up just a little bit. I'm like, okay, I wonder what Mr. Squirrel is doing. And I opened it up, I don't know, three inches and his face was right in front of me, just looking at me. And I eked, you know how you eked to the guardian? Yeah. I eked and fell backwards down the the stairs because the squirrel absolutely scared the shit out of me. Is there a happy ending to that story? Uh, Not yes, for the we caught the squirrel and they released him in a farm in Indiana. Oh, and he lived. He lived like 19 years later until or, some woman <laughs> tried to stab him. <laughs> so there you go. Hey, I got a review. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. There's my call. Wow. Uh, it's getting better. You know that time you coughed directly into the microphone. I know that. It's like you, you you moved your head and then you moved your microphone to be right in front well, of your. Sometimes mouth. coughs, I can tell a cough is coming, but yeah. sometimes they just okay. happen. Uh, Al Fraser, Al Fraser, A. L. Fraser, Al Fraser on Podbean writes, greetings from down under me and my mates. Listen to your show while we're grilling shrimp on the Barbie. Okay. That's not real. It is real. Yeah. Uh, and I checked, I'm like Australia. We're number 217 in Australia right now. Number 217, 217. Wow. Yeah. So there's 216 other podcasts that are better. So. Evidently, not better, uh, more popular. Okay, El Fraser. Yeah, yeah, right. Like Fifty Shades of Grey. Right, a popular book, pretty <laughs> shitty. Okay, um, but thank you, uh, El Fraser uh, from Australia and on Podbean, and you can review us and rate us, and you know, and subscribe and tell yep. your friends and all that shit. Yep, yep, exactly. If you like this uh, program, we have another program mm-hmm. called Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. And there are lots of other great shows uh, on, uh, you can go to opishows.com, find some shows there, and wherever you find podcasts, uh, look for Radio Misfits. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we have uh, time for another feature. We mm-hmm. call this one... Time nice now for it. Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this week, Dave, would have been... John Lennon's was 82, three? 83rd birthday. Wow. Wow. So happy birthday, John. You know, I'm obviously a big Beatles mm-hmm. fan. I have a, a son named John, named after John Lennon. Did you name the Blackbird? <laughs> well, I, you ooh, I wonder if that's why I called it a she. A Blackbird Black singing, singing, singing in the dead end. You know what? I bet that, yeah. Broken wings and learn to fly. Uh, <clears throat> Get on a bike and go into the wall. Now, we've had several Beatles-related interviews on mm-hmm. this show. Um, probably a half dozen mm-hmm. of them. But to me, the most interesting one was with May Pang, who was John's girlfriend. 
uh, during the lost weekend. This was the interview that you didn't tell me about, so you could have her all by <laughs> herself. That's exactly right. Oh, by the way, yeah. I interviewed. Oh, hey, did I forget to mention that? Um, here's a part of the interview where she tells me the story of the day they were in the uh, recording studio with Phil Spector. Okay. Everyone know who Phil Spector yeah, is? Radio right. producer. Here we go. At that point, it was the Record Plant Studios. And we were listening back to the song. And John and, and um, had gone into another room, the, they, the client area, with Phil and Mal Evans, who was, of course, the, you know, the, the roadie, the original roadie from the Beatles. Right. So we're listening, and all of a sudden, I hear this big pop, and you see everybody's head, everybody just ducking. But I'm just such a New, city, New York City girl, I'm going, what was that? <laughs> you know, not thinking. <laughs> what it might be you know and the person standing next to me which is really amazing was phil's mother whoa she was actually standing. yes i had mother bertha standing next to me she happened to come into this to the studio i never thought i would meet her but she was standing next to me and i remember running towards the sound opening up the door and I'm seeing John with his finger in his ear going, Phil, Phil, you're going to shoot, shoot me. You know, basically that's what he was saying because, you know, he goes, I need these ears to listen, you know. And and Phil holding the gun and Mal Evans grabbing it out of his hand. He goes, you shouldn't have this. And Phil says, you can't tell me what to do type of thing. And um, and I finally said, can someone just tell me what just happened? Uh, you know, I, I I was almost, even though I was the youngest in this group, you thought I was the oldest because of I took charge of what was going on. And um, Mal said, oh, we were just horsing around. And Phil kept hitting Mal in the nose. And so all uh, Mal did was say, hey, Phil, can you not do that because it hurts me? Because Mal could have crushed him because Mal was a big right. guy and Phil was oh, a little absolutely. guy. Oh, absolutely. He was like six, uh, yeah. six, four, six, five, big, you know brawny type of man and this phil who's like maybe five four five five and in his cuban heels and i'm sitting there going what 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 just what you know and they're saying oh we were you know horsing around and he kept hitting me in the nose all he goes all i do is ask him to stop wow and phil did not like that and as he's pulling the gun out of his holster the gun goes off. He could have shot somebody. So now, fast forward. Everybody, everybody, calm down. We all went back to to listening to the playback. Next day, John and I are uh, at at a restaurant, and Mal's looking for us. And he says, oh. "He goes, there you are." I said, "What?" He goes, "I've been looking for you." We said, "Well, why?" He goes, "Well, here's the bullet from last night." Oh my god! <laughs> and John and I were just like bullet what bullet all this time that john and i had seen phil carry a gun we really thought they were blanks oh my so god oh my the, god okay so that's what so that's the the story from that in front of his mother Wow. <clears throat> well, we have conflicts like this all the time. Oh, yeah. I love the stop punching me in the nose. I don't like it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of Mal Evans. He's a 
He's like a Jerry Springer-y type uh, yeah, security guy. He's just a guy. giant yeah, guy. Yeah. And, the, and the fact that Phil Spector was like punching him in the nose and Mal was just like, um, please stop, sir. I mean, that's unbelievable. All right. Now, you know how um, a few weeks ago you, you challenged me and said that uh, I bet you could have a parody right. song. I every... bet you can't go to Switzerland <laughs> and not end up in the emergency room. Well... As it turns out, I do have a parody song for this week, too. Okay. This one goes way back. Okay. All right. This one is 30 years ago. Okay. And I recorded this for Ebony and Ivory. Oh, that, sure. Yeah. And it was played on the Dr. Demento I, show. I remember. I think I remember. Uh, the song is called Oktoberfest is Here. Okay. It came out right when uh, Germany reunified. Okay. And I thought that this year's Oktoberfest would be the best one ever. Was going to be the best. Was it any better than any of the other ones? I don't know. I don't don't really like Oktoberfest that much, to be honest with you. It's like New Year's Eve. Yeah. 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 But anyway, would you like to hear a little bit of it? Sure. Um, So I'm going to go to the last uh, minute or so here, um, which is going to take a moment of uh, a little. Come on, hurry up. Good God, man. All right, here we go. You ready? The last minute and 15 of Oktoberfest uh, is here. Uh, east here. Ist. It, not east. Okay. Ist. Okay. Here we go. Monika Schama, Hunger Liebchen, I am a lovesick German. He's in love with the big waitress, Monika. I am a big fat German, Monika. With the size of that Monica, I am a thirsty German. Noch ein Bier! It's time to crack up in that beer. That's why I'm happy and I'm smiling. Oktoberfest is here! Wait. Hey, you dumb cop. Keep your hands off. Is that pretty? Uh-huh. I'll beat you, Klaus. I'll toss you, Rouse. Hey, Monica. <laughs> we just want some beer. That's why we're happy. And we're smiling. Because Oktoberfest is here. Thank you very much. I, um, <laughs> so did you have a nice big plate of herring after you recorded that? Some schmaltz. That actually sounded... Who? Then, well, that's Bridget. And was that your sister, too? In the... uh, no, it was uh, Nancy Davis was her name. She worked okay. at uh, The Loop. Uh, and she came in and sang the backup on They her, actually yeah. sounded yeah. very good. And, you know, I don't want to yeah. give you any credit. You weren't bad. Yeah, you know. You know not Grammy Award good. But I mean, not... hey, Dr. Demento played it. Yeah. And he actually played it for several years uh, during Oktoberfest season. So, and Dr. Mendo is no longer alive, is he? Or no, he is. Is he? He's alive. I don't think his show is alive, but uh, he's still around. We should try to get him on the show. He'd be a great guest. Let's get Dr. Demento. Okay. All right. Hey, I got another story. All right. This comes out of Alabama. Okay. <laughs> Alabama high school marching band director who wouldn't stop performing at the football game is tased by police. Wow. Yeah, an Alabama high school band director was shocked with a stun gun and arrested by police after he f- refused to stop his band's performance 
following a football game. Police body camera captured the altercation Thursday after the Minor and Jackson Olin High School football game in Birmingham. Uh, the police department actually released the video this past Monday. Basically, what it shows is three Birmingham officers repeating, repeatedly asking <laughs> the band director, "Hey, can you please stop? Please playing? knock it off." Yeah, right. right. You know, uh, you know, it's, the football game's over. You know, uh, yeah, and yeah. and he refuses to it's do it. Not, it. I know the song is called "Stars and Stripes Forever," <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, they don't yeah, mean it literally. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so he's like, "Nope, not gonna stop. Not gonna yeah. stop. <laughs> not gonna stop." Yeah, and then they're like, oh, screw it. And so they point the stun gun on him, and he goes down, and then evidently the band can't play unless that guy with the baton is yeah. doing that thing. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, he was arrested. So, But now before you jump to any conclusions, yeah, I sent you an audio of the band. So now the police might be the bad guys, but let's listen to this audio. All right. All right, here we go. Wow. I can't even tell what song that is. Yeah. I... Wow. Oh, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> You know what? I would have tased the guy, right? I think that was Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. <laughs> Could have been pour wow. some sugar on me by Def Leppard and we wouldn't know. So That was really so, bad. So okay. there's not a jury in uh, yeah. Alabama that's going to convict these policemen, I don't think. Well, I have a story for you. This is a very odd story. A woman was stopped by Customs and Border Patrol agents at uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport last week. Beautiful airport, by the way. After she was found with giraffe poop that she planned to make into a necklace. Oh. All right. The droppings were seized by border officials on September 29th after a woman returning from Kenya declared that the animal feces declared the animal feces. Surely she declared it, at yeah, least. Yeah, right. Right. Um, There's probably a box that says animal feces. Oh, well, I mean, it's a, it was a box... That said, giraffe poop, basically. Um, The giraffe poop, apparently, by the way, for those of you who are traveling to Kenya, you're not allowed to bring uh, feces from various different species into Oh, my God. That's a parody song. (laughs) Feces. Hang on a second. uh, Yeah. How can there not be a song with feces and species? Uh, the giraffe poop was taken and destroyed by steam sterilization oh. per U- USDA protocol. Um, but I went into a bit of a uh, rabbit hole, a rabbit hole, okay. a, a giraffe hole, if you okay. will, and found out I'm going to give you right now. I'm going to give you the most minutiae minutia okay, about, that you've ever heard about giraffe. in your entire life. Okay. All right. You will not be able to find a fact less obscure okay. than the fact that I'm going okay. to give you. Right. For a little, let me lay out a little bit of information about giraffe poop okay. first, okay. right? Show's over it. Giraffe too, poop way. is uh, small and pellet-like, Dave. Okay. Uh, that's because giraffes have stomachs with multiple chambers. Right? Okay. The chambers break down the tough fibers from plants and grasses. These efficient digestive tracts mean that giraffes produce little waste, even though they're big animals, oh. um, which explains the small size of their poop. Interesting. Which is probably why she was thinking, perfect yeah. for a necklace. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. But Maybe here it earrings, is. too. I mean, right? Here it is. I'm glad okay. you're sitting down for this. Yeah, okay. 
If you look closely, you will notice that giraffe droppings have dents on the sides. Okay. Would you like to know why they have dents on the sides? Sure. The dents are formed by the long fall from the butt to the ground. Oh, so when they hit, so when it hits the ground, no, it's the, it's the pressure, the air pressure. It's falling so far that they dent slightly on the side on the way down. And that ladies and gentlemen, wow, is minutia. So does a giraffe wipe with his left hoof or the right? (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, Well, thank you for that. Sure. Uh, That's the least I can do. Um, we have time for another feature, I think, don't we? Yeah. Oxycontin's got to be kicking in pretty soon. <laughs> My God, I'm, I am struggling like you would not believe. All right, here we go. It's time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Okay, so I uh, have a couple of things to choose from. You sent me one right before the show today. Yeah. So you, is that the first one you ever got? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, let's do that next week. Okay. Do your other one. I'll do the, I'll do the other one here. Um, this one is from Sandy. Okay. Uh, hey, guys, I really get a kick out of your German bits. <laughs> well, well, that's, well, she's going to love this show. <laughs> <laughs> like you two, my parents were German immigrants. My mom grew up in Niederndorf. Yeah. And my dad was from Stuttgart. What was the guy in Animal House? Niedermeyer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A German. <laughs> yeah. Which, if you think about Gee, it, fits. what nationality should we make the the absolute bully? <laughs> the I think Nazi, German yeah. works very great. <laughs> um, anyway, when I was young, Dad used to tease Mom about someone named Fraulein Schletz. Oh. He'd you know, say, I could have married Fräulein Schletz. <laughs> he'd say the strangest things, and I always thought he was somehow speaking code. He'd say, Fräulein Schwetz was on Hollywood Squares, or Fräulein Schletz was kissing Paul Newman, or Fräulein Schletz was topless. Oh. Now, he would raise his eyebrows a few times after he did that, and Mom would always say the same thing. Martin, stop it. <laughs> I didn't figure out the code until about five years ago. My mom passed away in 2016, and we had to move Dad into assisted living. One night when I was visiting Dad, they had the TV on watching a 1970s Agatha Christie movie, a murder mystery. He turned to me and said, I think Fräulein Schletz did it. I hadn't heard that name since mom died, but my childhood curiosity resurfaced. On the screen at that moment was Elkie Summer. Oh. So I looked her up on my phone, real name, Elke Schletz. Oh. Hometown Niederndorf. Oh. My mom's hometown. Elke Summer and my mom were born the same year in the same town. I'm guessing they knew each other. And dad was teasing mom about her sexy classmate all those years. I've used that same tone of voice with my husband that mom used with dad. It's always when he's being a sexual pest. (laughs) That's the universal back off horn dog voice. I decided not to confirm my suspicions with dad. Frankly, I don't want to know the answer. That's great. That's That's a good story. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. Fraulein Schletz. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. I thought thought that that was going to be his little euphemism for his genitalia. Yeah, I didn't know where that was going. That was awesome. That was great. Thank you. Well, remember, it has to have some sort of a celebrity element. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, we've got another show you mentioned, right? You mentioned our show before? Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Yeah, and we're going to have Ronald Wayne on. Do you know who Ronald Wayne is? I really don't, no. Uh, when you think of the founders of uh, Apple, who do you think of? 
the Steves. Right. Steve Jobs. Well, there was Steve. a third one. There was. And his name was Ronald Wayne. And we're going to talk to him. So, so you know how the Cubs poem, Tinkers to Evers to Chance and Steinfeld. Yeah. Is yeah Harry it? Steinfeld. Yeah. I think this is Ronald. He's the Harry Steinfeld <laughs> of, of Apple. Apple. All right. So we're going right. to chance to talk to him and we're very interested in what he's going to have to say. Okay. Well, uh, we have people to thank for this show. Uh, I'd like to thank my surgeon. Yeah. Who put my arm Frau back together. Stelz, it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> I'd like to thank the uh, nice people of Switzerland. Were they really nice? They were not at all. They were not at got a, all. Got a little yeah. gruff, were they? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, they were not friendly people. Well, you know how everybody's like, oh, they're neutral, right? They were neutral during the Holocaust. You exactly. Know? You know, you're like, okay. Exactly. You I can't underst- pick a side on yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, I understand <laughs> that you may not want to ruffle any feathers, but come on. I was riding in the ambulance. And the and the guy said to me, uh, "There's so many tourists. That is why you are hurt." So <laughs> yeah, I'm in pain here. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Switzerland. Um, but we also have to thank Tony Lasano, mm-hmm. uh, our executive producer. So their flag is kind of like an emergency room, right? <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. It's the opposite that's why of that's why the flag is there. It's because you're going to end up in the emergency room. Uh, Tony is our executive producer yeah, with job. OPI Productions, yeah. O-P-P-I-H-Shows.com. He was really worried about you, too. Was he? Yeah, he was worried that he had to co-host the show. Yeah. He was very happy yeah, that, that, you, yes. that you didn't die. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I didn't die, yeah. too. Um, and we need to thank Ed Sillum mm-hmm. with... Uh, Who wasn't at all concerned, Brady by the way, mis- with you. hasn't uh, even said hello. <laughs> he hasn't even reached out to you no, at all. No, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah he's dead to you. Um, but you know, radio misfits is where talk, they say talk radio isn't dead. Just has a wounded arm. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just (laughs) hit a jagged wall at 16 miles an hour, but we're fine. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of the preceding was a presentation of OPI productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI productions. Tony, can you shut up?